0: Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. And now, here's your host,
1: Connor Brown.
0: Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM and you're tuned into the Friday edition of Offsides with your host Connor Brown on this fine March 9th afternoon uh recording this one on Thursday instead of Friday I should have started off the show by saying that this is a pre-recording. Uh, I will be on a plane to Naples, Florida tomorrow so unfortunately I will not be in the great Glassboro and um going to be enjoying spring break there for a few days but before that some professional sports to talk about joining me today is mr nick carlson justin Locke, and aiden doherty thank you guys for joining me today and you know how how are things looking heading into spring break you guys feeling good you feeling burnt out because i know all of this week i was i was burnt out man
2: I can't uh, can't really complain. Uh, it, it feels like a good time for a break, especially with uh, the sports coming up. Especially you get to just watch World Baseball Classic all the time now uh, with the weird times and stuff. But I think it's a perfect time for for a stop and a little break.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to talk a little bit more about the World Baseball Classic. Uh, that's going to be more towards geared towards the end of the show here today. Um, you know Justin Nick you, you have any you know fruitful thoughts you want to share with us before we get digging into these topics or should we just start the show?
1: I'm just happy to be here man. You don't you look know. like it. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, just happy to be here with you Connor you know some of the great sports department members and then we go on spring break so yeah.
3: Yeah um hopefully uh Rowan men win tomorrow night. Mm. I'll be on the call so I forgot about that. I I hope I'm calling the win that's, that's who do they play? I, Who do they play? Yeah, yeah, play yeah. Wisconsin Oshkosh,
0: and if, if they win in in they're playing in Ohio, right? Yeah, they're gonna play Mount Union. That's the host.
1: Where are you going to the game? No,
0: no, we're doing. it oh, from the from yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it from uh from here. Um, well, uh, Justin, good luck on that that broadcast tomorrow. We're definitely rooting for the Roan men's basketball team as they look to keep on dancing. Uh, I think after this weekend, they would if they win both games, they'll end up in the final four, which. What a time, you know, to be alive here on the Glassboro campus, especially with Rowan Athletics, but we're not talking about college sports today. We're talking about the big leagues, the pros, and we gonna start off with the NBA as Kevin Durant last night looked like he'd be making his home debut for the uh, the Phoenix Suns. He got traded um, a few weeks ago to the Phoenix Suns in a big blockbuster trade with the Brooklyn Nets, but then in the pregame. Durant going up for a layup slips and falls and if you know you just see the initial video you, you kind of just think he he slipped and uh, hit his back pretty hard but if you watch it in slow mo he actually got a pretty nasty ankle sprain and then if you pause it at the right moment you can see almost you know his ankle bone hitting the floor and his foot going the other way so Kevin Durant has only played a few games with the Suns and it looked really good so far. But he was coming off a, an injury that he, he suffered with the Brooklyn Nets earlier in the season. That's what kind of delayed his debut as a Phoenix Sun. And now he's already injured only a few more games heading into his Phoenix Suns uh, career. How worried are we about Kevin Durant and his injury concerns as he heads into this part of his career? And not only just for him in the future, but right now in the present and the Suns you know, t- title con- uh, contention. Does this hurt them as as, as title finalists, or how are we feeling about Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns?
1: Well, I saw the other—I think it was a couple hours ago that uh, the Suns are concerned it was a grade 2 ankle sprain, which would mean that he would miss these at the end of the season. And then you kind of go into the playoffs, and I don't know what it'll be from there if he comes back. But still, you have a really good lineup. You don't have a lot of the depth guys. You traded a lot of them to get Durant. But when your next best guys are Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Hayton, that's bad. good enough to, to kind of get somewhere. If, if they're going to kind of prolong the Kevin Durant injury and make it past the first round, at least they can get kind of by with those guys. I still think if you have Durant even at 50%, he's better than 50% of the guys on the floor. So you need Durant back to finish off the lineup. And if you're the Suns here, you're definitely holding your breath right now to finish off the season.
0: Yeah, so Booker last night in KD's absence, I mean, he really stepped up. 44 points plus or minus was plus 33 huge game for him Chris Paul had a nice little game as he went six of eight from the field four or five from downtown nine assists four steals and 18 points doing what he does best um this one is either you know Justin or Aiden if you want to chime in with what I kind of have to say here is is it concerning that KD's obviously it looks like he might just be done for the regular season with that uh grade two ankle sprain does it worry you if he comes back into the postseason that this team hasn't had enough time to play together to build that chemistry?
2: Um, I think the scare is definitely there with, with chemistry, but the thing is, is like I don't know if I'm as scared as maybe some other teams of recent star went down, just because if you look at the past three games for the Suns, they, they looked like they had great chemistry. I mean, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul and Devin Booker are all on the same page. I mean, it's not the same. It's tough for the backup players who have minutes that are sometimes taken away or they don't know their minutes yet based on if Kevin Durant's playing or not. But I don't see it as a problem as much as as you might think it is. But it's definitely an issue with Kevin Durant just – the scare because we also like you mentioned is the grade two spring is the scare and and that's that's the rest of the regular season and maybe the some of the first round if not all and with this west is you don't know you might get like the Clippers first round where you might need Kevin Durant or you might get you know the Grizzlies who are struggling the Kings who are you know maybe not not as scary as some other teams but it's tough because I think they do have an easier schedule um, I believe, I don't know what the exact numbers are for easy schedule, but I think they'll get by, but it's just, they need him at least by game, like three or four in the first round, I'd say.
1: Aiden, are you wearing a big baller brand shirt? Yeah, of course.
2: It's a, it's a Lonzo
1: shirt. It says, uh,
2: it says, uh, Lonzo bull instead of ball. Cause he's uh, a <laughs> prayers up to him though.
0: Yeah. Prayer's yep. up yeah wow i didn't i didn't even realize that that's a great eye nick i just saw the the triple triple b B and i was like whoa (laughs) i i I can't take my eyes off it now mean, that's a great t-shirt you got on over there aiden and yeah unfortunately Lonzo ball is gonna have to get a third knee surgery and i believe it's it's the past year at at least as he's still trying to you know work through that that unknown knee issue as they're kind of calling it some some of the top doctors around the world don't really know what's going on with him but getting back to kevin durant and the point you were making Aiden. I totally agree with you. I, I think KD is one of those players that you can kind of just plug and play. You know, not even just you know coming off injury, but you've seen him do it with a bunch of different supporting casts and, and all-stars on, on, on different teams. And then specifically here with the Suns, you know, he was only three, four games into his tenure, and he was already having automatic success. So I, I, I do agree with you that I don't think it's going to affect the Suns as much because KD is just that good that he, you can plug and play him in any time, and he's going to get you 27-7-4 and four in his PJs with crust in his eyes. Justin, it, you're a you're big all-time, you know, let, let's discuss the GOATs, top 10. A lot of, you know, I, I've been talked to you a lot about this kind of stuff. When yeah. it comes to KD, um, and not even just KD, but just players overall, does it affect their legacy at all when they're they injury prone? You know, I, I know it's it's kind of tough because there's no way you can really prevent it. But how how do you gauge someone's legacy when they have this inability to stay on the court, even if it's not in their own hands? I
3: think it depends. With KD, his resume is already if he retired tomorrow, he's he's an automatic Hall of Famer. It's not like I'm yeah, looking...
0: I, I think he's an automatic Hall of Famer yeah, either way.
3: Of course. So I mean, his injuries over the last five years have been concerning I mean a lot of times I mean 2019 if he's healthy in the finals the Warriors are easily beating Toronto I, I mean Toronto definitely came to business but then Thompson goes down the Warriors lose and then KD says hey I'm gonna go to Brooklyn and we know how Brooklyn went that didn't there's so many injuries on that team as well again if his foot foot size was one two foot sizes shorter they beat the Bucks. they most likely beat the Hawks and that and then most likely the Nets could have taken the Suns we don't even know and maybe he wouldn't even be on the Suns right now. So a lot of what-ifs, and I do think the Suns team, Booker's averaged 38 over the last four games, and he definitely has looked really nice. And again, if the Suns play how they should, they should be a top-two, top-three team in the West, which right now they're the fourth spot. But the West is very wide open. I mean, if the Suns, for some reason, say, oh, well, like they think, oh, kick our feet up, we we got this, we'll make the playoffs, they could slide down easily, and a team like the—I mean— the Lakers have looked really nice recently. They could slide from 10 to 5 within 6 games, which is crazy to say. And the Clippers, as we talked about before, that team's a scary team to play against. They're the best, one of the best defenses easily. And Phoenix has looked great in the last 5-6 games. They played with KD, but it's if KD's out for the season and possibly even a playoff series, if you match up, let's say you're the 5th seed, you match up with the 4th, which is Clippers... You might be in it for a big problem.
0: Yeah, and just kind of looking currently how the playoff standings are set right now, the Suns would be taking on the Warriors, which I, I think presents the same danger as if you're playing a Los Angeles Clippers because Warriors are just getting Curry back now. And I don't know if, if they have done enough this year to prove to anyone that they're going to be repeating as champions, but it's still Golden State, and they can still make some noise. So the Suns, they have some matchups there where they could probably Get by on a first round without Kevin Durant, but obviously it would be a lot easier easier if he's there. And I kind of want to stay on the topic of injuries because it, it came out today that Stephen Adams is going to be done for the regular season. Uh, he's going to be reevaluated for his knee injury in, in about four weeks now, and it's put his postseason uh, play or, or uh, participation in question. They're not going sh- to. He just might be done for this this season uh, altogether. And then also in Staying With the Grizzlies, Jaw Morant will not be charged in the Colorado nightclub incident. Uh you saw that that video posted on Instagram live earlier this week of Jaw celebrating in a Colorado strip club with a gun. Uh not a great look for Jaw, especially with all the things that were coming out about him recently, uh just attributed to his suspension, which I believe now. He was given two games off, but now I think they're giving him another four. So yeah. right now we're looking at a six-game uh, suspension in total, but it looks like he's going to avoid any type of uh, criminal charges in that big 60-game suspension that was kind of being floated out there uh, a, a little bit with, with regards to bringing a firearm, firearm onto a team plane. Guys, I mean, the Memphis, last season, they looked like one of the brightest teams – ascending here in in the league. And, and you thought that they were built for multiple years of, of contending. And now there's a lot of question marks. And I don't want to look too far into the future because I, I want to focus on right now as, as with all this going on, they still have the two seed in the West, though they are tied with the Kings who are playing the, uh, the Knicks tonight. So that could change after tonight as well. You know, what is the outlook for, for Memphis? Is, is it still we can win a championship or is it can we just get – all of our guys on the team without any issues for for the rest of the season, hoping that we don't lose anyone to, you know, stuff that happens outside the basketball court.
1: I think that in terms of inside that locker room, they think they can win a championship, which is I think what most teams think. I think that on the outside looking in, you see all these other problems. John Morant has been doing his stuff off the, off the court. Dylan Brooks and all that stuff going on with Draymond is another kind of red flag for this team. I think that the Grizzlies are a good team they have a lot of off-the-field problems. If they could get it together and kind of just come together, they're a very good team. They're number three for a reason. It's just over these last couple of weeks, you've got Steven Adams going down. Uh, Brandon, what, what was his name? Clark. Brandon, Brandon Clark. Clark is out, is out for the season. Uh, Dylan Brooks has been struggling. So many of these guys, whether it's off the field or on the court, everything is going wrong. But when it starts to go right, they're a team that can definitely contend. I don't agree with what Draymond was saying about how When those guys leave, that's when the dynasty starts. I think that this is the start of the dynasty. They're just too young. They're kids that kind of just need to grow up, and that's where the Grizzlies stand right now, at the three seed, just trying to contend.
0: So Aiden and Justin, either one of you guys can hop on this one. Do you still have a a positive outlook on the Grizzlies' future, Uh, like kind of what Nick was, was going on about there at the end, about them coming together? Uh, they're just young guys are making some mistakes but there's still that potential there to win a championship as long as they just find a way to stay on the court
3: I would say so I mean the biggest thing with let's say last year the 2022 playoffs if Morant doesn't go down in I think game three or four they would have probably to call me crazy they would have probably taken the Warriors I mean the, the first game Klay Thompson travels. John Morant gets a chance at a layup. If that layup falls, they win game one. They're up 1-0. Game two, they win game two to tie the series 1-1. It would have been 2-0. And in game three, he goes down. That was the blowout game that the Warriors absolutely put it on him by, I think, 120 points or whatever. And then game four, Jaron Jackson takes a horrible shot at the end of the game that would have probably won you the game if John Morant would have took the shot or... Any Desmond Bain's a better three-point shooter. I don't know why Jackson's checking up a three with 30 seconds to go in on that one. And then Game 5, the Grizzlies, with nobodies pretty much, puts up 135 points on the Warriors looking to close the series. So it's not like that team was really out of it. They had guys—they had John Concar out there putting 22 points on the board. <laughs> Nobody knows who that is before that game. And they still don't even know who that is. So, yeah, I think the Grizzlies have plenty of names, plenty of, t- plenty of chemistry— they just, they all, at this point, they're all talk. I mean, we ha- they haven't done anything to back up that they're this contender. They've been the second seed, third seed, around there right now. They, they fell, technically they're at third right now. Kings are, I think the Kings beat them. The, yeah, I think the Kings are too. So, but right now the top four teams in the West have never won a title. I'm, I'm almost positive with that statement. And that's kind of scary when you have the Warriors who Curry just came back and that team last year, a lot of people said, Oh, they can't win a title again, and they showed everybody wrong last year. Clay was not great in the playoffs at all. He he had about two, three good games. So yeah, the the Grizzlies are definitely a top three team in the West, but John Morant needs to stop doing what
1: he's doing off the court and just perform on the court. Also, Steven Adams uh, said yeah. in the locker room about the you have to stop going out. They're 12-21 and 21, uh, on the road, so that's something to look at if it yeah. comes in uh, later down the stretch.
0: Yeah, Nate, I wanted to get your perspective before we head to break on the uh, Grizzlies' future and if they're going to you know get things back on track, which I, I, I'm ultimately leading to to that side of the fence. A uh, concerning part, though, to me was that Steven Adams situation where you held the players' only meeting, Where he was telling the guys hey when we're on the road we have to focus in more we have this bad road record you know let's focus up and that that exact same night was when john morant flashed his gun on instagram live so obviously we're talking about the future and and learning from your mistakes and morant just made some mistakes he's going to have some time to learn from it and to really give a concrete answer we're not going to know until you know a year a couple months into the future but uh, you know, are, are are you with us in that Memphis? What they're going through right now is more of a growing pain or or a hump on their way to being legitimate title contenders, year in year out.
2: Yeah, I'd say this is like it's like a bump in the road. It's a big bump. Um, don't get me wrong, but it's you like gotta it's look at bump yeah,
0: <laughs> in like a school bus that's <laughs> going like forty-five miles per hour. <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it, it's definitely it's definitely not your average bump in the road. But you gotta look at look. Jaron Jackson Jr. is 23. John Morant's 23. Desmond Baines 24. Um, I'm just kind of concerned. I, like you talked about, how some of you guys were high on this team. I think I am, but I'm like, come playoff time, I'm a little low, just because I think they have the core right, and especially if Stephen Adams is healthy, you know, able to set off ball screens, on ball screens. I think that's kind of why they look lost right now. But is I think their next thing they have to do is get like someone that can. Be a secondary creator uh, and shot maker to jaw because they try to make it dylan brooks like you mentioned dylan brooks and, and draymond definitely isn't a fan of dylan brooks but like that's kind of what they're trying to make dylan brooks be and like he's very clearly not but i think going forward this team is definitely they're, look they're young man like they have a they have like a top three and maybe it's not the best top three but they're all 24 and under they just they just gotta get it together. Listen, it might not be this year. I think they have a good coach there, um, and I'm glad they're kind of taking this jaw thing a little slowly and, and not saying, okay, you're not gonna get charged. We're just gonna throw you back. Then I'm glad that they're like four more games and, and maybe even more.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna take our first break here on offsides as you know we finish up talking about the NBA. We talked a little Kevin Durant and then the Grizzly situation that's going on right now, injury and off the core issues uh coming up after the break though we're gonna start some nfl talk as calvin ridley was reinstated to the nfl this week uh the wide receiver who was suspended last year for gambling on a game at the time he was an atlanta falcon and then during the start of last season he was traded to the jacksonville jaguars for a fourth round pick uh so he will be playing with the jaguars moving forward but he came out with a very heartfelt letter that i kind of wanted to go through and get some of your guys thoughts on it and talk about his suspension they we're also going to talk about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens placing the non-exclusive tag on him and why teams in free agency really aren't biting quite yet on trying to get Lamar Jackson as their next quarterback. But before we get to the messages, I do have a quick WGLS campus calendar. Rowan University's Department of Public Safety would like to remind everyone in the Rowan community about the importance of pedestrian safety, especially while crossing Route 322. Please follow state laws and stop for pedestrians. For questions about public safety, call 856 256 4922. This campus calendar is brought to you by Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM. Once again, you're tuned into Offsides right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS Channel 2. We'll be right back after the break.
3: For a community affair with me, WGLS FM Public Affairs Director Megan Steckler. Each week, I'll discuss with local and national newsmakers topics that affect you and your community. Get a closer look at these important issues from the people who know them best. That's a community affair the third Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM, and also online at RoanRadio.com.
0: Can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? (gasps) Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Welcome to Offsides, your Friday edition. But we're recording on Thursday, so it is March 9th, 2023. This will be airing on March 10th, 2023. I'm your Friday host, maybe potentially the best host of offsides Connor Brown and Nick Carlson. Justin Locke and Aiden Dougherty are here today with me. And we started off the show talking a little NBA talk as Kevin Durant, who just came back from injury, debuting with the Phoenix Suns only you know about a week ago uh, maybe a little bit more but now he's sidelined once again with a grade 2 was it was it yeah grade 2 yeah grade 2 ankle sprain so he'll he'll be sidelined for a little while now might miss the rest of the regular season potentially some playoffs and we talked a little bit about the Memphis Grizzlies and if you have any eyes or ears and you like sports you definitely know what's going on there so I don't really have to talk about that uh, but now I want to take take our attention to the NFL. We had some big news happening earlier on in the week, which you know Aaron Hook got to cover. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Giants signing uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, but we got a new Big Apple on Broad episode coming out tonight. we will recording tonight, I'm not doing all that editing tonight. Don't don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, we're going to talk about it, that and that. Uh, but there was some other stuff and another high-class quarterback. I don't know if I consider Daniel Jones a high-class quarterback. Seems like a weird <laughs> weird word I just kind of used right there. But <laughs> Lamar Jackson, who, who's, you know, this contract dispute has been going on for a better half of over a year now. I mean, this started last season and was all throughout training camp this year and in the regular season. The Ravens use their non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, uh, which means that they will be paying him one of the franchise tag salaries but teams are still able to inquire about lamar offer something and if say a team offers more than the ravens are offering to um to pay and lamar accepts the deal then the ravens will get two first rounds as compensation and i think the most surprising thing from this is not necessarily Lamar Jackson getting the franchise tag, we see this as uh, you know, a, a tactic in negotiations a lot in the NFL, uh, not too surprised too with with the quarterback with injury history. But I mean, he was an MVP, the most surprising thing to me is kind of the lack of interest around the league, we, we've seen various teams, we even saw the Atlanta Falcons on their official Twitter account, retweet a post saying they were not interested in getting Lamar Jackson. So you know, that could be smokescreen all, all this stuff. And, you know, free agency doesn't start till Wednesday. Uh, I just wanted to open up the floor, though, and, and what get your guys' thoughts on kind of the lack of interest teams have in Lamar Jackson right now and what you attribute that to.
2: Um, so, I think there's, there's this whole thing going on that I saw that they kind of believe that maybe the owners are teaming up to be like, we want to end these QB contracts because the Deshaun Watson we can all probably agree it was a little ridiculous fully guaranteed and I think now that's the floor for these quarterbacks now and I think there's something where people believe that the owners are like you know what like we're going to fix this now before it gets too late and they're just saying we're not paying you and I think that's kind of why they gave them the non-exclusive tag is they're like look if you think you're going to get the same contract Watson or even better got you're going to see it out for yourself and see if anyone's willing to give it to you and if they do we'll just match it and like we'll take our losses at the end of the day but it seems no one's even interested and i think it's weird because it's only going to take two first and it's also a big contract and i also think one of the problems with it is you have to wait five days to see what the ravens do and with free agency starting you're like you kind of are on a hold we're improving your team and stuff so it's a whole weird situation but it seems pretty strategic by like, the Ravens, because I think at the end of the day, I think if we come back in, what, like a week, maybe a little more, depending on how quickly they re- react, is he will be a Baltimore Raven.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, before, uh, Nick, I think you were about to say something. Before you say something, I definitely agree, and I would really hate, though, if this is a part of a bigger strategy from owners around the NFL trying to take command of these, these contracts that they give players because, you know, in the NFL, it's, it's non-guaranteed money and you're playing a really physical sport. And the fact that the Cleveland Browns, Nick, I know you're a Browns fan, and I'm not even, you know, just trying to bash on them because you're here, but the fact that they gave Deshaun Watson that contract, I mean, if, you, if you're a quarterback, any other quarterback that's an elite quarterback around the league and you're seeing him get that contract with his character concerns, Lamar Jackson has no not even the same level of character concerns i don't even think he has any character concerns when it comes to lamar jackson and he's sitting here saying they'll pay Deshaun jackson 200 plus million dollars guaranteed but not me so i i get that fr- frustration from lamar and i i really hope that it's not this bigger strategy fr- from the nfl owners trying to control some of the contracts are given to these quarterbacks
1: so my mini rant is And it's funny Because when Aiden said He's like Deshaun Watson I was like He doesn't know He doesn't yeah, yeah. know I'm a Browns fan. I, I don't I don't So um, <laughs> We'll it's, scared it's, all, now it's, we'll always, scare.
0: it's always fun Because like Everyone goes around Like Giants Eagles Knicks Whatever And then Browns. Nick Carlson's just like Browns. Well
1: we were in class The other day And one of the professors Asked me who my favorite Teacher or uh, my favorite Team was And I just hear Connor behind me Go huh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh." Um, so I, I, you, I see Lamar all the time as uh, a Browns fan. You see him twice a year in the division. He's forty-five and sixteen, yet he's getting no interest from any NFL team. So what does that tell you? That some they're not interested in him. He's, he, I guess, just not as good of a player as as he thinks he is. If he's forty-five and sixteen, apparently they're a hundred million dollars off, or at least the Ravens are. So. Whether it's the Ravens think he's worth one hundred and thirty, or if Lamar thinks he's worth three hundred and thirty, that's the number that he's trying to hit on. I don't think Lamar is worth over two hundred million dollars. I, I, I really don't think that. As a rusher, he gets hurt too often. He clearly doesn't have the ability to throw the ball, so you're throwing three hundred million plus dollars on somebody to lead your team banking on the fact that he's not going to get injured. With Josh Allen, you could throw him that money because he hasn't gotten injured. Deshaun Watson got hurt in his rookie year since then, hasn't had any injuries. Lamar Jackson, on and off with the injuries, I just don't think that teams want to take the chance on him and say, hey, we're going to give you $250 million guaranteed. He goes down with one knee injury, it's over. That that contract is done. The thing with the Browns is they're going to restructure Deshaun Watson's. So the owner's going to pay it out. It'll be about $40 million it opens up in the cap space. You can't do that with Lamar right now. And I don't think teams really want to take a chance on him, nor do I really – can I think of a team that's going to take a chance on him.
0: So let me ask you this, though, Nick. Do do you think teams are hesitant right now because they want to see what other teams are going to offer? Or if if another quarterback gets moved, like let's say that as a part of Rodgers – if Rodgers goes to the Jets, as a part of it, he has to restructure his deal or something like that. Do you think teams are are kind of – saying this right now that they're quote unquote not interested as some type of smokescreen to wait until the market is, is kind of set for Lamar where they can go in and, and offer him a contract that say they know they're not entirely overpaying for him but we're going to give you a lot more than the Ravens are going to give you?
1: Well, we don't know what the money amounts are at all. Like Mm -hmm. With Daniel Jones, we had an idea. He wanted a bigger extension, four years. With Lamar, we don't even know if it's six years, if it's three years, if it's two years. We have no idea. It could all just be smoke screens, and the next thing you know, the Raiders come out of nowhere and drop two first-round picks and sign up to a $250 million deal. But, I mean, Connor, is there anybody that really comes to your mind right now Who like would be the top suitor for Lamar? I really can't even think of one besides the Ravens,
0: Commanders, and Jets. Just because those are two Mm -hmm. rosters that you could argue they are a superstar quarterback away from being playoff contenders, Um, and this is the difference with Lamar. If Derek Carr says signs with the Jets or the Commanders, they don't become instant playoff contenders because we we saw this the past two seasons with the Colts. They had the same ideology. We have some really good skilled players on both sides of the ball, uh, good up front. All we got to do is get a Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan in here, and they'll take us over the top. We're going to win this easy division, and we're going to make a nice playoff run. Look how it went. And, and I think that's mostly because you didn't bring in a quarterback that can raise that level of play. And if, if, if I'm the Commanders or the Jets, I, I mean, I guess if I'm the Jets, I, I'm still waiting to see uh, what's going on with, with Rodgers. Um, But uh, if I'm the Commanders, just say, like, why not? You know, you you haven't had a quarterback in forever. You got a a little sniff of the RG three days. Um, But if if I'm a team with with a loaded roster and my biggest deficiency is the quarterback position, like the Commanders or the Jets, I'm making some phone calls, and I'm trying to figure out how much, you know, Lamar wants.
1: So then let me pose this to you. Did you guys see the Colin Cowherd list that came out? Uh, the one that had Stafford at one? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the quarterback one? Yeah. Where does, let's say that Lamar goes to the Commanders, where is he on that list? Because you have Stafford at one, Jalen Hurts at two, Goff at three, Murray at four, Prescott at five. Is he even on the top five?
2: I'd want to say, I don't know, because I'm not, even as an Eagles fan, I, I, I'm I I'm kind of high on Lamar maybe to, because he does have a good amount of haters. I'm not super high though, it's just like, he's not better than Hurts, Um, I don't, him and Kyler might be a fun debate um they're both well now they're both injured so now we well Lamar was injured I think I think he's better than Dak I would say he's slightly he was he's better than Dak and I put him probably at four with him and Murray would be like 4A 4B for me I think
1: I Uh, think I think Goff's like two I think Goff is like the second-best quarterback in the NFC. Yeah,
2: I don't know why Stafford's up there. Yeah,
1: personally. I don't know about Stafford. Well, if you watch Coward, Coward's
0: show, which actually I, I do enjoy calling Coward's uh, the, the herd, uh, but he definitely has an L.A. bias. Yeah. Um, he loves talking up the Rams. I mean, whenever he, he gets a chance to talk about USC and Lincoln Riley, I mean, he sounds like a kid in the candy shop because <laughs> he's probably friends with him. And I can't really deny him because he's out there in L.A. living up his life and make a lot of money, you know, talking to sports media, which is, you know, something that would be nice to do. But to me, if Lamar goes to the NFC, I, I, I think he's the second best quarterback. I mean, you have Jalen Hurts one, Lamar Jackson two, Jared Goff three, Kyler Murray four. Um, and then I guess if I, I would be willing to put Stafford there over Dak or, you know, keep Dak there. Um, but to me, Lamar's is just that dynamic. And even though he has had these injuries the past few seasons. I mean, we're still just, you know, going off the player. And to me, out of that quarterback groups in the NFC, he he would be the second best.
2: Yeah, I agree with that, I think. I think that, that would probably be my list.
0: Justin, you uh, you got any thoughts on this before we move on to uh, oh, yeah, Calvin yeah. Ridley? Or? Yeah, my, my bad, my bad. No, you got just, you know. Um,
3: yeah, so when I saw the list of teams that didn't want uh, Lamar Jackson, I, I laughed. I mean, it's the Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders, and Raiders were the five teams I saw on the list. I mean, the Dolphins, Tua has been in and out because concussions, obviously. And as you said, commanders are one quarterback away. If they, take, if they get Lamar Jackson, they are they can maybe, well, I don't know about winning the division. But <laughs> they have the seventh-hardest schedule next yeah, year. Yeah, so maybe not. But they definitely be better. I mean, I don't know what the record was all the time I head last year, but they weren't that far. 8-9. Yeah, they weren't that far off. I don't. They weren't that far from maybe sliding in that that one. If they would have beat the Giants in their matchups, they they could have probably done it.
0: They would have, yeah. So yeah, Raiders. I mean, see the, the thing to me with the Raiders is last year they couldn't even afford to fire Josh McDaniels. So yeah. it's like how are you going to bring in Lamar yeah. Jackson if you can't even afford to hire your uh, head coach from yeah. last year? Now the
2: next question is like, you have Jacob. Even though Jacobs is only on a one year deal, like Devontae Adams isn't going to get much better like he's kind of he's in his prime so it's like mm-hmm. you gotta capitalize now you extended him it's like you kind of have to do something like you can't run stidham out there i like my prediction is probably like they'll probably just move up to in the draft of to the top three um but it's just like we gotta see something soon before like you start getting worried Devonte adams is like why is jared stidham my starting quarterback right now <laughs>
1: Well, because I I don't think I have talked to you guys about it because I know we're gonna move on to Calvin Ridley. Are you guys high on Anthony Richardson?
2: Yeah, I'm very high. I'm actually one of his big. I've been I've been I, high on him I, since I November.
0: It. I I I I love the dude. Really? I don't since know.
2: November. I, yeah. Yeah, we'll, like we like oh, we have so to so you're move on. you're
1: pre combine. Yeah, like I right, I expect that. Yeah. I didn't
2: his combine like it was like normal stuff you expect. It's just like very good in the pocket, strong arm. Yeah. Like he just kind of reminds you of like. Almost a bunch of different quarterbacks, and he, and he's pretty smart. And he like he had probably the worst help in the SEC, which is you're playing SEC defenses yeah. with like mm-hmm. with like a five ten slot receiver as your one. You know,
1: see, I watched the combine and I just like it's clear the image of Zach Wilson just mm-hmm. right there, just because you talk about all those throws and and everything, and then Zach Wilson comes to mind too, especially. But then again, Anthony Richardson, the SEC schedule's pretty darn good compared to the BYU one. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm not taking any Cam-Anthony-Richardson comparisons because Cam led a terrible Auburn team to a national championship. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's kind of like the comparison you're hearing right now, and, and I get it with some of the height, uh, his build, too, and the, the arm talent. I mean, Richardson has a rocket, but I mean, what, what Cam Newton did, did at Auburn. Yeah, it, He's it like one of the up. best
2: college quarterbacks ever, and I think that's yeah. maybe we would have seen it if, uh, if he wasn't a one-year starter, exactly. Anthony Richardson, but... Like, Cam Newton, he might be the best college quarterback ever. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I'm sure he's definitely
1: up there. I would have said there. Burrow comes to my mind first. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's a good Burrow. one. Yeah, yeah, and, and before
0: we get over to Ridley, when I fell actually in love with Richardson, uh, this was pre-Combine, I was reading a story about him. And in high school, he was very serious about wanting to become a fireman. He wanted to be a firefighter. And I think he actually went to a high school where they had some, some fire – fighter ed classes and stuff like that where you could like or like simulations and stuff so when i figured that out i was like i mean this guy's a football guy and then you plus you put him in, in the body of an adonis and he can run a, a four four and throw a football a <laughs> country mile i mean how could you not love the guy i, I do think he is a uh, a bit of a uh, a project i don't think you can plug and play him from week one but uh i want to kind of move on from quarterbacks and, and move over to calvin ridley who um i provided the link to you guys um for in the itinerary from this um player's tribune letter that uh calvin ridley wrote yesterday it's called a letter to the game uh anyone who's who's listening out there i definitely recommend to go out and read it um if you didn't know calvin ridley was originally drafted by the atlanta falcons a few seasons ago was um fit in really nicely right away as the number two receiver for the falcons and then he you know after Jones, julio jones left became their number one receiver and was really looking like he was going to be a, a star in the nfl he still can uh but last season when he was out with injury he was suspended a season for betting on a game uh he, he it was some type of parlay i think it was only around fifteen hundred dollars too that he placed it wasn't like a huge bet or anything like that and he also bet on the falcons to win uh so it's not like he was betting against them or anything like that. But still, as a professional athlete, that is probably on the top of the list of things you cannot do that the league will most harshly come down on you about. And Ridley was suspended for a year. But anyway, getting to the Players Tribune uh, letter, I mean, it, it was really heartfelt. And I mean, you, you really kind of feel for the guy, especially because you get a sense that he's he's taking accountability. Like throughout this letter, every time it seems like where some other people would be trying to make some excuses kind of you know, get the uh you know, the attention off of them. I mean, he kept on reiterating, I messed up. I messed <laughs> up. This was my fault. And um I, I thought it was, you know I don't really necessarily think he needed some type of redemption arc. But after, you know, being suspended for a year, I really think really in like this response in this letter, I mean it really shows a guy who who has learned from doing something that the league can't allow And it seems like he's going to be growing moving forward.
1: Yeah, and he sounds like very much a grown-up in the letter. He kind of goes into what happened, uh, the depression phase that he went through, and then what actually happened with the betting. Uh, It's good to see him come out of it. And then now he's reinstated, and he talked about the fact that he was dealing with injuries and dealing with everything going on. He's on a really good Jaguars team now, a team that they went to the divisional round. A young guy in Trevor Lawrence is coming into his own. Same with Doug Peterson. Christian Kirk also was the first-round pick in that draft, along with Calvin Ridley, the only two wide receivers. Now they're both on the same team. So you have Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk, both who could be wide receiver number ones. Evan Ingram's looks very well, too. And then you got Trevor Lawrence in that offense. So that offense of the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. is going to look phenomenal. They're very young. They're going to be good for a bunch of years now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, probably the most heartbreaking part of this uh, article, I don't know if you guys agree with me, is the part where his house was broken into, and he was coming home with, with – you know, his wife and his, his little daughter uh, to see police officers there. Uh, thankfully, they weren't there at the time, but still, like, that, that is a traumatizing situation. And then only a few weeks later, he had to hop on a plane to fly to London. Fly to London to play a football game. I mean, just imagine you being a family man. Your house gets robbed, broken into, and a few weeks later, you, you got to go abroad. I mean, sometimes what these professional athletes have to go through um, just just to play the sport, which they're, you know, blessed to be in that position. They get paid a lot of money, uh, but it, it kind of it, it's a reality check sometimes. Reading stuff like this, um, you know, I feel like this conversation could go a lot of ways, and I want to kind of keep it like contained. But h- how do we feel about players being suspended for a full season, gambling? When and I, I'm not trying to nitpick you right now, Nick, but when say a Deshaun Watson situation happens and he only gets eight games like h- how do we feel about that is it it's not even just a question about morality because we obviously know what's what's worse and stuff like that but c- can the league be a little bit more lenient when it comes to cracking down on gambling especially with how commercialized it is now
2: um i think i think the the problem is is like what what was weird is like he wasn't with the team when he did gamble Um, and like you, he he said, he said in this article, actually, that he didn't have any inside information. Um, obviously like NFL might have to assume just to be safe, but it is a little weird because it was like two weeks ago we were kind of like, is he even going to get reinstated? And you were just like, is this really going to be more than a year? And I think when you have something like this happen, it's tough to make a decision, but Him not being with the team, um, like you mentioned earlier, not being much money. Um, Obviously, even if it's $1, you have to take it serious. But it's just there's a lot of things that you see, like suspensions, other suspensions, like you even want to mention. Like, obviously, we're going to keep talking about Watson, I guess. But there's even other ones that got suspended way less that it seems um, that they should have gotten at least the same, if not uh, more. Um, but it's just th- this is like a first-time thing for them, the NFL. So I can't really blame them for the direction they went in. But it, it was a little tough to see compared to other suspensions.
0: Justin, moving forward, do you, do you see this this rule kind of changing to uh, potentially allow athletes in the future to bet on games as long as they're completely transparent about it and maybe not betting in their respective sports or on their respective teams? Yeah, f-
3: for him to be banned for the year I is inexcusable. I think, for, again, the nitpick on Watson here. I mean, Watson was out for, what, eight? you said eight games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he that was way more severe, whole different topic, whole different discussion. And for knowing the backstory of Ridley and knowing what he had to go through during that time and the mental strain that was on him at that time, it's like for him to bet, what was it, $1,500? It's like... He makes. Continue. I think he only bet two hundred.
1: Yeah, mean, he. Put, but he did say he put, he put like, 1500 fifteen yeah.
3: hundred okay. in the mm. account. So yeah, so he puts up two hundred dollars. He makes two hundred dollars every time he blinks. Like let's not <laughs> let's not act like these guys don't make money every single sec. Like they don't even have to go to work the one day and they make they're making twenty five. That like it's not, and that's why I, I don't. I think gambling, even going to with baseball with, with Pete Rose, it's like why is Pete Rose kicked out of. Everything like like why is he kicked out of the the Hall of Fame because he gambled on a couple of ga- like the the best hitter in baseball all time is not in the Hall of Fame because of gambling it's like I don't get it and it's so with the Calvin Ridley thing it's like he's a promising receiver it's not like it's not like he went out there and he was betting against his team to lose or he was like <laughs> out there like oh yeah the Falcon no no like he if he wanted them to win in a parlay it's like a lot of people probably secretly are doing it they just didn't get caught I think it's not he's not the only player in the entire NFL that, that puts up Harley is probably especially if you're not playing if you're injured I don't I don't see what the problem is at all if, if you're on the team and you're going into that game then probably
0: yeah and I mean the thing with gambling and this is not a conversation or a part of the conversation that I love saying because it there's obviously worse things that you can do than gambling but i think when it becomes to being a professional athlete and you know being a part of a league gambling is one of those things man that, that can really tear down a league like because i i feel like if players are able to gamble um then you're having outside voices coming in uh people affecting games and, and that's when things unfortunately become rigged and yeah i, I i think the thing that people don't love to say is that kind of sports gambling is more frowned upon than you know domestic violence or drunk driving or owning a firearm illegally over anything in sports not not in real life obviously but like when we're talking about how these sport leagues punish their athletes i mean it's it's sports gambling on top yeah
2: like you mentioned uh Unless,
0: unless you actually like kill someone i guess yeah. or, or like murder or <laughs> yeah. or rape or anything yeah. like that any anything that egregious but you know something that you can do that didn't end in someone's life being absolutely ruined or, or
2: yeah or ended. like you mentioned we keep mentioning the comparison suspensions i don't know if you guys saw alvin kamar's situation everyone like there's not a ruling yet but everyone's like okay this guy's only gonna get like six games and like he if that cl- yeah and he clearly like on video like clear evidence and it's like the one thing that kind of bothers me is you could watch say like a Jags game or a Falcons game depending on what you and then it cuts the commercial and it's a gambling commercial but Calvin Ridley can't play
1: yeah
2: so it's it's just it's weird I like I said earlier like it's it's this is the first time it's I guess happened uh that you can prove but- yeah,
0: it's it's definitely the first time it's happened since it's become it's become popularized because yeah. in, in the past few, few years i mean this has taken off i remember as a kid like th- there was no sports gambling around or anything like that and mm-hmm. Every you see on XFL year. now
1: on, on the yeah. XFL they have the over and the unders on yeah. the, the boards. so they're trying to implement it. If you
2: watch like uh, like the Phillies games, like you have like Tom McCarthy, yeah. talking about gambling odds in the middle of the fifth inning, it's like starting to get a little weird. But you know, watch
1: UFC alone; it's UFC yeah. is just based <laughs> off of gambling. Yeah.
0: So. yeah, yeah. Well, I want to remind anyone out there that if you are gambling, obviously. Be smart about it because it's like any other addiction when it comes to, you know, substances or anything of that nature. Gambling is the same thing. So if you're gambling out there, obviously be safe. And I'm not personally the biggest fan of it just because I don't, I don't get that, that same rush that other people get from winning. Uh, but I definitely understand the uh, the allure of it and, and how it, it can be fun. Uh, but remember to keep it fun and not to mess up your life over it. And that's going to be it for our NFL talk as we have about, you know, 10, 10 or so minutes left here on this episode of Offsides, uh, your Friday edition, but being pre-recorded on Thursday, March 9th. Uh, when we come back, we're going to touch on the World Baseball Classic real quick as uh, you know we're coming up to an hour. So we're going to be quick about that. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on who you think is going to be champion this year and, and some of the things you're looking forward to from the World Baseball Classic. And then our top five, we're heading into spring break. Gentlemen, I'm going to Naples, Florida. I don't know if you guys are going anywhere, but for our top five, it's the top five cities where you, or just designations, locations. It can be a city. I would like it to be already with a pre-existing franchise. So that makes sense. So you don't just say Antarctica or something like that. So I want you guys to give me your top five places you would want to play if you were a professional athlete. And before we get to break, I have to read off a community calendar. The Samaritan Center is a program that helps Glassboro residents with economic difficulties by providing free food once per month. You can give back to your community by donating food, clothes, or by volunteering your time. Email glassborofoodbank at gmail.com or visit online at glassborofoodbank.org for more information. This community calendar is brought to you by Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, your source for community news and information. Once again, you're tuned in to Offsides here with Connor Brown. We will be back. Right after these messages.
2: Tune in to the Roan Report every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM. Join me, Allie Bruce, and the rest of the Roan Radio news team as we bring you a recap of weekly news covering local, national, and international stories. Plus, we'll take a look at sports and entertainment news, too. For news around the region and around the world, listen to The Roan Report every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and online at rowanradio.com. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
0: Wake up with Roan Radio for the Early Bird special every weekday starting at 7 a.m., our host will help you get through the morning with entertaining stories and special giveaways, plus news, weather, traffic, and of course, the music that matters. Start your day off right with the Early Bird Special every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. only on Roan Radio, 89.7 WGLS FM, also online at RoanRadio.com. Thanks to everyone who's tuning in to this Offsides episode. I'm your host of the Friday edition, Connor Brown, but we are pre-recording here on Thursday as we get set to spring break and I didn't want to hold up anyone or myself up. I want to get the spring break going because I'm feeling a little burnt out here, gentlemen. And I want to do nothing for about four days. That's all I've been dreaming about. And I've been (laughs) prepping for it by playing a lot of Madden, (laughs) not doing my homework, but hey, here we are. We're getting to the end of the semester and we're getting to the end of today's show. Um, And I wanted to talk before the show started, I want to talk a little bit more MLB, but unfortunately the way things went with NFL and NLB nba shouldn't say unfortunate we've had a great show today but just timing things we're not gonna have too much time but i did want to kind of talk about the world baseball classic because that has already started team usa will be taking on great britain on saturday at 9 a.m and uh they will that that will open uh world baseball classic play for them a lot of good teams this year It, it seems like uh you know just off the top of my head uh I think you said japan is, is the number one ranked team you know led by shohei otani you got venezuela dominican republic is always nuts i mean their lineup this year especially united states is always stacked it's gonna go around get everyone's opinion um you don't have to give me a full breakdown of every single team but uh you know just let me know who you think has a really good shot this year at being the world baseball classic champions
1: I think uh, the USA probably is going to be one of the better ones. you got Trout, uh, Trey Turner. Uh, Those are just the guys. Christian Yellis, Stroman, they all come to my mind. Um, Probably the Americans, maybe uh, the Dominican. Their lineup is ridiculous. you got Juan Soto, Machado, Devers, Vladdy. A lot of home run hitters on that team. Uh, Just lineup-based, they're going to be really good pitching. They might struggle. Uh, Japan, just based off of Shohei. Shohei... Could be He's going to be in the conversation for MVP for the next 15 years mm-hmm. uh, in the AL. Or if he goes to the NL, uh, we don't know what he's going to do with free agency. But there's a lot of good teams and a lot of good players. And it's good to see baseball, at least at a competitive level, get back into it. Rather than spring training where it's a lot of kind of like messing around, I'd say. Um, this is more competitive baseball. It's good to see because only about a month or so till uh, opening day.
2: Yeah, so I think... Um my favorite. I'm actually going to go with maybe the actual favorite in Japan. Uh, you mentioned Shohei. I mean, he. They have the best player um, in the league on their team, and they also have like some other guys like you Darvish. They have Yoshida, who the Red Sox signed this offseason, season. Um, who the Phillies were actually interested, but or he was interested in the Phillies. Um, but I just think when you play for a country like like we mentioned, Japan, Venezuela, um, Puerto Rico, like. They just care a little bit more. Like this means maybe more to them than a World Series compared to maybe the U.S. guys. Even though, like, obviously they care, they're playing for U.S. But I think when you play for Japan, especially because they're playing a lot of games at home, I just think they care a lot. And th- that that league over there in Japan is no joke um, either. They have a lot of other great stars, and I'm sure MLB capable players that maybe they just don't want to come over right away or right now. Um, but I'm interested because they're kind of a team of unknowns. But I think it's going to be a lot of good unknowns that we see. Yeah, I got I got the Republic. Uh
3: Their roster, their lineup, unbelievable. If they perform how they should, they should win simply. And they are in that they're in that pool D, which is more competitive than the other three other three pools, I would say. And. Like, the U.S. is easier coming out of Pool C. If they
2: don't come out of Pool C, they're... <laughs> Who is who's in Pool C? It's like Canada, uh, right? I want to say...
0: Is Israel over there? Me, oh, it might be. Let me say Pool... I was looking at it it's, during um, It's Mexico, Colombia... Oh, wait. It just Yeah, here we go. Uh Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain.
2: Yeah, you only... Yeah. You, you got to be top two, right, to advance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they're... I mean, they should be one, but say they're two behind. I guess Mexico might be, because yeah. I know Mexico has a uh, Walker from the Phillies.
1: I could not name a player on Great Britain. Okay, like, <laughs> I, I couldn't name one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could,
2: I could, I could even if I tried. Yeah. 'Cause a I, I want to say
3: a lot of the Great Britain players aren't even from there. They just are US born players, they want to play over there. I don't
2: I, I don't know why, but
3: why would me let let look do up that? their I mean, roster? I, mean, I don't know. We,
0: we left Great Britain to get away from them. Why would they Yeah,
2: I'm looking at their roster. They have MLB players, but I'm not I'm not a casual MLB fan, but I don't know these players. Uh it's Graham Spraker from the Tampa Bay Rays, uh Tyler Vizza from the Minnesota Twins. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, is
1: there, like, a most notable one on that list?
2: I'm going to go more in depth. I only saw four. Yeah. Um,
1: it's
0: tough when all their teeth are the same, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, um Yeah, I, I just don't see any guys where you're like, oh, they have a Mike Trout, a, a Ronald Acuna, uh <laughs> Shohei Otani. Like, I, I don't – I'm, I'm – I'm, Trace Thompson is on the team, Clay Thompson's brother, I believe. So – that's one I know. The other ones Wow. Good luck. Yeah, there's twenty two US players on that Great Britain
0: team. I just wow. looked at it. That's some good math, Justin. Thanks thanks for looking that up. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'd probably have to go with the USA, honestly. I don't really have any uh rhyme or reason for, for picking them other than, you know, Great Britain, like Justin just said, had to snag twenty two Americans just to uh to roster a squad for this thing, so you know, they're, they're going to be – I think they're going to take down Great Britain pretty, pretty good there on Saturday. And then, you know, the group play really isn't too strong as it, – it's looking like they're already going to make it out of group stages. Never want to get too ahead of yourself, especially on the international level. You know, some wacky things can happen here or there. But uh, that that's kind of all the World Baseball Classic talk we're going to do here as we're we have about five, six minutes left. Um going to go a little over, but that's – not the worst thing in the world as we head into our top five. And the top five category here today is in honor of spring break, getting to go places that you want to go to places that you dream about going to. And I positioned it for a top five. You are a professional athlete. doesn't matter what sport could be hockey. You could be a golfer, you know, football player, whatever. Out of all the countries, cities, Yada 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 in the world. Give me five destinations where you'd want to play.
1: So uh, I I kind of took it as like places that you want to play for. Um, but I I could throw some in there. Augusta would have came to my mind uh, as a golfer. Uh, Augusta would have been a really good one. I love how you tried to throw Buffalo in there as the examples, Gosh. and I was like, Buffalo is just—these
0: well, the, the, are my own. I, I forgot I shared this with you guys.
1: Um, you're, you're stealing from me. Well, I was gonna say, so you could probably go Vegas as well, um, Florida, anywhere hot. I think London would be cool uh, mm-hmm. to be like a, a football player and go to London, like we mm-hmm. talked about. Mexico City's another one. Uh, they go there as well. Germany, anywhere where you're traveling, I think would be really cool. Uh, but I, I when I originally was writing down was the teams that you want to play for.
0: Well, yeah, you, you could do that. I,
1: I was thinking like Florida, Nevada, Arizona, Louisiana. So you got like the Saints, the Florida teams. Literally on the sole purpose, of I was a professional athlete for no state income tax, that was the <laughs> sole reason I chose. Those. Yeah. So
0: I mean that that's a smart part about it. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I forgot to take that into uh, consideration. Damn, I, I should have that that. That's... Good, good thinking Nick Carlson As he's always thinking on his feet well I
1: figured I was like if I had the opportunity to like go to like Minnesota or Florida like I'm taking at least 40 more million dollars to go to Florida so yeah, I'll go with that.
0: that that is true I mean yeah you, you get nice weather too you don't have to worry yeah. about the snow yeah so for me
3: I did I have a couple out of US and then I have the top five from US so out of US like playing baseball in Dominican Republic would probably be mm. second to none same with like Cuba like Mexico, like they're just top baseball markets, and then uh, for U.S. I got Los Angeles. I feel like that's the biggest market you could probably find. Uh, Miami, uh, Las Vegas, Houston, and then Atlanta.
2: I have as my round right my top five. So I, I went a bit of a different route. Like you guys are talking about, like the lifestyle, which I kind of took in, but I kind of like. I, like, if I'm an athlete, I want to play in, like, a city that cares, you know? No, mm-hmm. oh, so, you guy's going
1: to say Philly. Like, you mentioned, you
2: mentioned Buffalo. I don't have Buffalo personally. I have L.A. I do have Philly. Yeah. I, I know I'm a little biased, but, I, like, as an athlete, I want – I don't want to play, like – if I'm playing a professional sport, I would want to play up north where
0: – As long as you get on the good side, man. Yeah. Just do not that, now, that the is the something. Yeah. And,
2: and and one thing, and one, another one, I, I said New York. Um, even though the income – I'm pretty sure James Harden has a tweet about the income tax um, (laughs) when he played there. But uh, I also have Chicago Uh, just because I kind of think Chicago is a cool city to play for. They're passionate. And Michael Jordan – Michael Jordan might be one of the – might be number one is why you'd want to play there to maybe be like him. And another one I have is I just put Boston uh, because I'm thinking about like the Red Sox and the Celtics. Like those crowds are pretty electric. And that's kind of how I took it, even though the lifestyles you guys are picking does sound – and I would love to play baseball in Japan, like I mentioned, like you mentioned, uh, Puerto Rico and stuff. But, yeah, I think that that's like my top five, six. I think I said six.
0: Yeah, so I, I kind of did a, a bit similar to you where – well, not similar in that I, I took into consideration locations where fans care a lot, but I also factored in – also livestock so I would love to have both so I mean starting off with Augusta I mean just imagine being able to walk on that grass as a as a pro golfer must just feel awesome on its own and I mean it always looks like it's beautiful there it never looks like it rains even though I I think it rained last year right
1: it At rained Augusta? in the second round yeah
0: yeah it rained in the second round so I mean not everything's perfect all the time and that it just makes me love it even more because I know it's human uh, and then my next one would have to be Miami. I've actually never been to Miami, but I've only heard great things about the weather, the nightlife. You know, I'm a little bit more of a, I'm not a club guy per se. I, I do like going <laughs> out and stuff like that. Not a huge club guy quite yet. So that might be a little bit of a downfall to Miami.
1: He's not in his prime
0: yet. Exactly. I'm working my way up, but also at the same time, if I'm in Miami, it's, you know, when in Rome, so... My third one though would be Buffalo because that goes back to fans caring. I Have mean, you ever been to Buffalo? No. Oh, <laughs> you know it's like ridiculously. Like, I've,
1: I've I've been there. I was offered free tickets to go to the Patriots Bills game. I've refused. Wow. I, I was hated it the, Buffalo. Was it the one Monday Night game where it was? It was uh, it was the playoff game.
2: Oh, the playoff game. Uh, yeah, wow. it was, that was that was
0: also bad. <laughs> that literally,
1: I'm not even joking. It, it's freezing. The fans there are mean. It's mm-hmm. a it's a terrifying atmosphere.
0: I mean, but like to me, I, I feel like Buffalo lo- loves you no matter what. With philly it's kind of like they can really yeah. if you get on your bad side they yeah. can ride you out of town to me buffalo is like ride or die and then and i'm, I'm kind of excluding the sabers from this because they, they haven't really had a lot of success and the city doesn't kind of gravitate the same way towards them than they do the bills so i mean this would probably prim- primarily be being a bills player i mean that, that has to be one of the best cities to play football in uh fan wise mm-hmm. and kind of how much they care and I, I love me some some snow too and playing football i mean that that is the best mix ever i mean i i i I, you know i I get emotional talking about it It, it's that beautiful (laughs) it's beautiful uh but then i'm moving on (laughs) to manchester city because this is going to kind of the atmosphere and just imagine being in the premier league playing games and uh to me it was just manchester city came to mind you know out there in england uh you know not not the biggest fan of great britain or england but I, i i do like me some some football now um, kind of becoming a little bit more culturally sensitive. Uh, I would love—I mean, that'd be awesome to just be a Premier League player in general. Uh, but Manchester City's having a really nice city, city season. So uh, I figured I'd just slide into the slot right there. And my last one, going to Canada, like Toronto. I'm running through six with my woes to Canada. <laughs> I mean Toronto. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I was kind of running out of uh, things, yeah. things to pick here. <laughs> I, I, I
2: was. You get to
0: be best friends with Drake. That was
1: the wildest statement <laughs> I've ever heard.
0: I mean, Drake. Drake makes Toronto seem like it's an awesome place. Yeah, it does. Why seem not go try cool. it out? Um, it, it, apparently, it's like a very cultural. It's like the cultural epicenter of Canada. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a lot of stuff going on there. Um, I, I'm not a. I'm not opposed to the winter either. So, like, w- with the colder months, obviously it's, it's colder than it gets here. on uh, A lot more snow and stuff like that. But I, I can make it through that. It uh, seems like a cool city from what, you know, Mr. Drizzy Drake has told us in, in his, uh, his rap lyrics. So, um,
1: Connor's yeah. getting emotional talking about snow, Yeah, he's getting on a plane to go to Naples in, like, 12 hours. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, snow and football. snow snow and football when you see that combination i mean it is is chef's kiss i mean it is god's tear just just falling down his cheek and and gracing (laughs) the ground and we just get to bestow on its beauty so Mm -hmm. getting philosophical up in here on this thursday well i should say friday edition pre-recorded on thursday offsides episode um before we end though i want to get if you guys any ha- have any parting thoughts as we head into spring break, any sporting events you're looking forward to coming up, anything like that?
1: I got inside sources, Jets going, Rodgers. I got inside sources. Yeah, I Trust think me, bro. I
2: think being able to not have to stare at my phone like in high school during this week of NFL free agency and trades and and, like I mentioned earlier, World Baseball Classic, weird times. Like, like I woke up for an 8 a.m. class and I'm baseball watching time. Shohei Otani on my TV. But, like, you see, that you're going to see weird times, and I'm excited that I don't really have to worry about what exact time they're at. And I think, and I'm sure there's a couple good NBA games, but those are the main two.
3: For, for me, yeah, Baseball Classic
2: is definitely something I'm looking forward to on the week off,
3: and hopefully the uh, men's basketball team. Shows out makes the final
0: four would be a great story and
3: yeah hopefully they win both games
0: if they play two games this weekend mm-hmm. yep absolutely good luck to the Rowan men's basketball team in the Sweet Sixteen as they will be taking on University Wisconsin Wishkosa? Oshkosh 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 all right well obviously good luck to the to the men's team um, I'll be watching my New York Knickerbockers take on the Sacramento Kings tonight as uh, Knicks had their nine game winning sh- Winning game streak snapped by the Charlotte Hornets only a few nights ago, but we're not going to talk about that because we're out of time here (laughs) on this edition of offsides. Thanks to everyone who tuned in on channel two to hear us ramble on about some of our thoughts in the current professional sports landscape. Um, And as always love having you guys on Nick Carlson, Justin Locke, who does not take a break. This kid is nonstop grinding. I mean, he doesn't even know, no is in the dictionary by the way he just volunteers for everything it's awesome keep up the great work Locke, and mr doherty keep on doing what you're doing too i love having you on these uh offsides podcasts. hopefully we get to do some more stuff moving forward
1: he's getting emotional (laughs) i'm the snow's falling
2: (laughs) (laughs) snow's falling in my mind airplanes up in the air going down
0: i'm thinking about toronto running in the six with my woes thanks (laughs) next to drake thank you Enjoy your spring break, be smart, and don't do anything dumb. This was Connor Brown with this edition of Offsides. Everyone, enjoy the warm weather. You've been listening to Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Tune in next Monday, Wednesday and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. for another edition of Offsides, only on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.